Roxo Media House. From the Flying Tea Studio at Roxo Media House, this is Frogs Today, featuring NBA star Desmond Bain. The NBA is a is a fraternity. Um, you know, everybody kind of looks out for each other. Obviously, during the season, it's just real competitive, but. Returning to TCU to lead track and field, Kadivis Robinson. And, you know, my experiences at TCU let me know that as an athlete, um, the coaches and the administration and the people here really cared about you as an individual. And Assistant Athletic Director of Development, Cam Fenton. We've got some great programming coming up this coming year. Yeah. And uh, more to come there. We've got some, uh, you know, stay tuned for more information for what we have coming up. your host, the voice of the TCU Horned Frogs, Brian Estridge. Welcome into the big boy. That's right. Frogs today, our weekly show here from the Flying Tea Club Studios. I hope you've enjoyed Frogs Today daily all week long. Join us as we give you practice updates and all the insight into what's happening with Sonny Dykes and his TCU football program. You can find that here at frogstoday.com. But this one, uh, we don't forget about. Every week we get together, we get a chance to talk all things TCU, and this may be one of our better ones. We're rolling out the purple carpet because we got an NBA star in the house today. Desmond Bain is going to be here in the Flying T Club studios. That's right. He's on campus, had a chance to visit with him. He stops by, and we'll visit with him coming up a little bit later on. We've got our roundtable of experts, Coach David Bowden and uh, Melissa Tribewasser will be with us. We'll talk a little TCU football with them. Cam Fenton from the TCU Frog Club has an update for us. Some things you're going to want to know before football season rolls around. But what do you say we start with the brand new member of the TCU family? Actually, he's not all that new. He's a member of the Hall of Fame. He was a great athlete here. Now he gets to come back as the head coach for track and field. Kadivas Robinson joins us on Frogs Today right now. It's good to see your face, man. We haven't seen each other since the Hall of Fame banquet you went it when you went in. And you got the you got the TCU shirt on already. I love that, man. Yeah, they say once a frog, always a frog. So I, I have some uh, pearl land around the house. And so it felt good putting it back on. And it's, it felt good to hear your voice and uh, be back to the DFW area. Yeah, and this is home for you, obviously. Folks that don't know, you were born in Dallas, but you grew up in Fort Worth, right? I mean, Fort Worth is what you would consider to be home, right? Yes. I mean, a good amount of my family is in, in Dallas and Fort Worth, but for the most part, I was born in, I mean, I was born in Dallas, but raised on the south side of Fort Worth. 
Yeah, and coming home here to TCU, I want to talk about the career that you've had, uh, both as a runner and as a coach, but I want to dive a little deeper into what this means now to be able to come home to a place where you, uh, well, you were terrific as an athlete, and now you get to sort of give back, if you will. This, this is really a full circle moment, isn't it? It is, and I think sometimes we uh, we take those things for granted. We take for granted family and friends and people that really care for you, the coaches that help mold you, individuals like yourself that's followed your career. We, we take those things for granted sometimes, but then when you're away for a while, you start to miss those things, and just being able to come back and you know, just drive down certain streets, hear certain voices, smell certain foods. It just really brings it back to full circle. So I, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this opportunity. Kadivas, you've had some terrific opportunities in your career, both as an athlete and as a coach. How will those, I'm going to call them worldly benefits, because that's what they were. I mean, you got to see the world as an, as an athlete and as a coach. How does that benefit you and prepare you for this job now as a head coach? You know, there's a quote that says that uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And, you know, my experiences at TCU let me know that as an athlete, um, the coaches and the administration and the people here really cared about you as an individual. And I really took that to heart. I took that with me when I went to California and Vegas and Ohio State, LSU, UNLV. And I think that helps. I think no matter where you are in the world, if you're a truly caring person, if you really care about people, you really treat them right, listen to them, help them out. I think that's beneficial. And I think that's preparing me to come back in this position, knowing that it's going to be tough. It's going to be a, you know, a pretty stressful position. But having the, you know, the assistance and the support from the community is going to be a plus. Kadivas, you talked about that resume that we you rolled through as a coach there. I mean, UNLV, LSU, Ohio State, that's the that's the bigs of the big. Um, why come back to TCU? For one, it's home. Uh, for two, um, I think it can be done here. When I was here, our, our man, we was third in the nation. Uh, we had some good things going. And if some of those names that was on the team, I mean, you're talking about Johnny Collins, who's still in the DFW area. You're talking about Clayton Brookins, who's the head coach over at Duncanville High School. You're talking about, you know, some of the uh, the females that was on the team, too. Tanisha and uh, Brown, who's over. I think she's yeah. at ODY. Geisley Jackson. And I can go on and on. I'm, I'm forgetting some people that was part of those teams. But, you know, just to come back and be a part of something that's, that's history and tradition. You know, I always say this, and this is what I want the point I want to get across. When I was a kid and when you was a kid, coaches was an extension of the family. In other words, if our parents, if our parents was late to pick us up from school, they felt comfortable with us being with the coaches. And if we did something we weren't supposed to do, the coaches and the other families in our neighborhood could discipline us and all those types of things. And they say it takes a village to, to raise a child. And, and a lot of our success is because of you know, coaches that was in our lives and neighbors who was in our lives and teachers and, and all those types of things. So for me, that's the thing that's special about TCU and about Fort Worth. It's not just an atmosphere or a place that you can go and be a competitive athlete. It's also a place that, that can mold you to being, you know, a pretty good human being or a young man or a young woman. I mean, one of my closest friends when I was at TCU is a guy by the name of Ash Husenlaw. And when he came to TCU, me and him were total opposites. I mean, I was, you know, from the inner city, fairly liberal. 
he was from Tyler and he was very conservative and he used to listen to Rush Limbaugh every day and we used to get into it. And, uh, and you know, I coached John McKenzie and Bubba Thorne made us say, hey, we don't care where you guys are from. We don't care if you're black and you white, you conservative, you're, you're liberal. This is one team and you guys have to figure out a way to get along. Well, Ash went to my first Olympic Games in Athens, Greece. I was the best man in his wedding. He was the best man in my wedding. And we, we're still friends to this day. And I think that's what it's about. I think it's about building those relationships. So it's more about, more than just the running and competing. It's about, you know, being good human beings. Well, hey, the other thing you bring to the table, too, you mentioned the Athens Olympics. You were participating in the London Olympics as well. I mean, when you walk into a student athlete's home, uh, you can show them uh, that you've been to the pinnacle and you know how to get there, right? That's correct. And I think that makes a difference. I think some of the kids that have aspirations of, you know, going further in their athletic career, I think they can look at that and say, okay, he's been there and he knows kind of what it takes. And, you know, we all know it's hard work, dedication, sacrifice, and all those types of things. But to be able to just look them in the eye and say, you know, this is what I did and this is this is what I think it will take. And I think you have that potential. I think that's a plus. Kadivis, you know, your 4 by 800 team, or 4 by 4 uh, four by 400 team, I should say, because you ran the 800 as well, but your 4 by 400 relay team, you guys were rock stars back then. You remember that? I, I do. We was, we was like a family, you know, yeah. myself. Johnny Collins, Roy Williams, and Clayton Brookins. We all still keep in touch with each other. All of us are from the, this, this DFW area, yeah. you know? And it's funny, man, because it's like we, we would go to meets and we felt confident, you know? None of us were superstars out of high school. We were good. You know, I only got the best I've ever – I did in uh, high school was fourth. And, uh, you know, Clayton was my high school teammate, you know? And then uh, Johnny went to O.D.Y. Wyatt and Roy, I think, from Joshua – but, you know, it was a family atmosphere. We we really enjoyed coming together. We really enjoyed running together. And we've kept in touch. And I think that's it's, it's, it's got to be something to be said about that, where here it is 20-some years later, you still keep in touch and you still have those fun memories. And I think that's important. Yeah, when you think about uh, where this program can be, it, it, it sort of feels like the sky's the limit for this group. You know, I, I kind of jokingly said, Ohio State, LSU, why TCU? There's no reason why TCU can't be mentioned in that same sentence when it comes to track and field, is it? No, it isn't. I think, you know, when you look at the dynamics uh, of the NCAA Division I track and field now with the with the transfer portal, with the NIL, with the type of uh, resources that's in there, it does make it a bit of, bit of a challenge. And I think we have to have a, you know, a, a, a different approach, not necessarily a new approach, but a different approach. It's going to take some work. I think, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to take two steps, steps back to, to move two steps forward, but it can be done. I also think that TCU can be um, a team that has representation in, in all areas on both the men and women's side. It's going to take work. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but I think it can be done. And I think when you have a school like TCU in, in the DFW area with the alumni that's here, that's what they expect. They expect to have uh, both men and women, obviously the sprints, the flying frogs, that's the, that's the history. But we can have some middle distance distance. We can have some jumpers. We can have some throwers. And we can do it with kids out of the DFW area. So I, I'm excited about that. Hey, let's go back and make remake some of those posters we used to make, man, with the flying frogs in front of the jets and things like that. You want to do that, man? Yeah, with the full the full body uh, body suits, the you yes, know, the purple body suits and, and and all of those types of things. You know, I always tell kids that athletics and sports are supposed to be fun. 
Yeah. We get so competitive. We get so serious that we forget that it's supposed to be fun. And I think that's one thing that we all remember as kids. We remember having fun. We remember the flying frogs when they used to have those those bodysuits on. We remember all those things that 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 we look back on and we we reminisce about. And I think those are things that we have to bring back into the fold. Yeah, when you walked in the pen relays and the whole place stood up and applauded because TCU had entered, man. You remember those days? God, yeah. yes, let's I bring them back. Kadivas Robinson, yes, man, I'm looking forward to having you back in Fort Worth. Thanks for making the time with us here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Please have it back as, as, as much as possible. I love doing these. Yeah, we're going to do lunch, man, when you get here, too. Yes, sir. There he goes, the Hall of Famer, Kadivas Robinson, joining us. More to come on Frogs today after this time. The Flying Tea Club provides the everyday TCU fan and alum the ability to specifically support TCU student-athletes. Flying Tea Club offers three levels of memberships. The Flying Tea Club is a nonprofit organization supporting the brand development of TCU student-athletes through a series of unique event-based networking opportunities, which are exclusive to our members. These events provide a great social engagement tool for our members and student-athletes alike. Follow them on Instagram at Flying Tea Club or online at flyingteaclub.com. Frog Today rolls on now here at the Flying Tea Club Studios. Welcome in, and we welcome one of the greats in TCU basketball history. Now getting it done in the NBA, Desmond Bain is alongside. How are you, man? Great. Happy to be back. It was fun to have you back in Fort Worth. So, all right, now, I mean, you're kind of a vet now. I mean, you know what it's all about in in the league. I mean, has it been harder? Has it been easier? Has it come faster? I mean, give me some um, sense. I mean, it, it's different. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the best way to put it. Um, you know, I was kind of thrown into the fire with COVID and everything, drafted two weeks before training camp started. So I didn't really have a lot of time to even think through it. You know, it's just kind of learning on the fly. And honestly, I think that it, it was best for me, um, you know, kind of rolling with the punches because that's what the NBA is all about. You know, it's an 82-game season, so... There's going to be ups and downs, lumps and bruises, um, you know, but stay steady as long as you can. And, um, you know, that's what we were able to do this year. Ended up with the two seed and, um, you know, made a little noise in the playoffs. Shaking it off, Bain. High arcing three for Desmond Bain. And the Grizzlies are battling back. It's a I I often thought about that, man. If you're in the NBA and you get to game 60, I mean, coming out of college, don't you see 60? You're like, man, when does this thing end? I'm telling you, January, February, it can get get dark for sure I mean it's uh you know you're not quite the all-star break about 40 games in um you know there's no real light at the end of the tunnel but you know having good guys in our locker room really makes it makes it a lot easier you always taking care of yourself uh you know you've tried to eat right but did you have to take it to another level oh I'm still trying to yeah I mean because you know there's only 450 guys in the NBA and the league's always getting younger um you know and guys like LeBron and CP and all those guys, they're sticking around. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to kind of find find where you can fit in and, and stick. I yeah. mean, that's what everybody's trying to do. So you got to really, you know, go to extremes to take care of your body and, um, you know, train like a pro. Was there a point at any point when you first got in the league where you were in awe of anything or of anyone where you thought to yourself, man, that's, that's LeBron right yeah. over there. I mean, was there a point? Most definitely. I mean, my first preseason game, um, I was walking into Minnesota. Um, you know, and we get right off the bus. You know, there's a little metal detector. You set your bags to the side, and I look up, and it's like a big NBA sign. Like, it's one of the only arenas in the league that has, like, most other leagues have or teams have their logo or right. whatever, and it's just NBA painted right in front of you two weeks after I got drafted. So that was kind of my welcome to the NBA moment. 
Um, and then four games in the regular season, we played Braun. And, yeah. um, you know, I was down here warming up like this, looking back like this. Every time I'm taking <laughs> Every time a shot, I'm that's, looking that's back. Yeah, exactly. He's on the same court as me. But, um, yeah, man, and now it's just, you know, I, I want to be one of those guys. Right. Um, you know, obviously LeBron James is a special, special player, but, yeah. um, you know, I want to make a name for myself in this league and, and have young guys look up to me the same way I did him. Strong on the basketball, Desmond Bain, this entire team. Really good ball, security too, and he lays it up and in. Ooh, and then Braun pushes him. Oh, those two are exchanging words. Bain and Braun. That foul counts. Let's see what happens the next time down for the Lakers, because Bain was guarding LeBron, so let's see oh, yeah. if LeBron takes it right at him and see who ends up with the uh, advantage there. Have you had some veteran guys reach out to you, kind of take you under their wing, kind of get pull you aside and say, "Hey, man, don't go by that," or mm -hmm. "Hey, man, you know, make sure you're doing this," things like that? The NBA is a is a fraternity. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody kind of looks out for each other. Obviously, during the season, it's it's real competitive. But I was just at summer league two days ago and and running into guys all across the league and everybody, you know, giving you their well wishes, hoping you're healthy, you know, advice here and there. It's it's a collective unit, um, you know, worth of leadership from our team, from the league, from front offices across the league. It's, it's special. And you, you're already starting to do that, too, give it back a little bit. Exactly. I mean, you got a couple of young guys at TCU that mm -hmm. flirted with the league. You know, you got a chance to be players one day. Mm -hmm. You're already spending time with them, kind of giving them a, hey, here's what it's like, right? For sure. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's huge. I mean, Kermish Williams did it for me. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the one that gave me the confidence and, um, you know the belief that I could do it. Mm -hmm. You know he got he didn't get drafted, but he made a way in the league and is still in the league. I just saw him two days ago in Vegas. Um, you know, so it was good to catch up with him, doing well, family doing good. So, yeah, it's, it's special the the connections and memories that basketball makes. I, I know you and I know how responsible you are, but I wonder, did you allow yourself at all? after those first couple of paychecks, did you allow yourself to splurge on anything? I don't want to talk about what just happened in Vegas. Huh? <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't want to no. talk about I, what I just happened. Sure. I, I, mean, I uh, called my financial advisor and I, <laughs> I hated to break the news to him. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to talk about <laughs> but it. But was there, other than that, other than you know entertainment and things of that nature, what, was there one thing where you said, and maybe it was for someone else, but mm -hmm. you say, you know what, I'm gonna buy this. I, I, yeah. You know, now that I have the means, I'm gonna do that. Um, It's, it's really a home. Yeah. You know, I grew up uh, with my great-grandparents right. and, you know, every weekend the whole family's coming over to the house, cookouts, barbecues, um, you know, whatever the case may be. And and that's something that, that makes home feel like home to me, you know. So I went ahead and bought a, a nice house with, with a little space to spread out. Is pool. that in Memphis? It is. In Memphis yep. also, awesome, man. In Memphis, man. yep. So teammates, family, it's halfway between Dallas, halfway between where I'm from in Richmond. Right. So kind of ideal meeting point for for all my friends and That's family awesome. yeah and memphis is a good town man have you uh it's not bad yeah have you uh have you spent any time on bill street a little bit yeah, you know i'm i live quite a quite a ways away from, yeah, from downtown um you know where it's a little more quiet but right. but i've been uh you know all those spots up up along bill it's a good food in memphis man it's a real good have you been to rendezvous <laughs> Of course. Okay, because as long as you've been around <laughs> So you got a camp coming up in yep. Richmond. Uh, this is the first time you're doing this, man? Back first home? time I'm doing it back home, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited, real excited. We've had a, a great time with you guys this week. Did you guys have fun? Yeah! Cool. You want me to do it again next year? Yeah! 
we, we really appreciate you guys. You guys were good listeners, hard workers. Proud of you guys, and I hope that you know you can take from, from what you've learned over these last couple days and keep working and keep working. And when I come back next year, you guys got you know a few few new skills to show me. Hard work on three. Uh, guys get a chance to learn from you, and you go mm -hmm. back to Richmond a little bit. So. Exactly. Yeah. What's uh, what's the future for you, man? I mean, obviously we know basketball, but I mean, mm -hmm. is it, are, are we going to see Desmond the entrepreneur at any point? What, what's most on your mind? definitely. I mean, I, I want to expand and, and grow as much as possible. Um, you know, whatever that may be. I I bought a few trucks. Yeah. Um, you know, I got semi trucks that are on the road. Right. Um, now I wanted to get into real estate, and obviously I got a little money and a few mutual funds yeah. and, and things like that. But you know, I want to continue to grow. Hopefully, once I get this next contract, um, you know, I'll be able to, to do a few more things and, you know, dibble and dabble in a few more areas. I think, and uh, Jay would know our producer, I think Carl Malone made more money in trucking. Oh, it's crazy. Than he did in the NBA, it's crazy. didn't he? It's crazy. I think, it's, I think uh, he made a ton of money in trucking. I mean, one of the things that, that was strong, I mean, it, not necessarily strong in COVID, but, you know, trucks, trucks still got to oh. be on the road. I mean, yeah. every time you get on the highway, you're going to see a semi truck. Um, you know, there's not too much liability with it unless, you know, um, Lord forbid an accident yeah. happen or, right. or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a safe, easy way to make some money. Yeah, no question. Well, you know you always have a home here, man. Yeah. You know, everybody in Fort Worth still loves you. It's, it, uh, uh, they, uh, when when, when I, everyone started talking, hey, Desmond's going to be in town next week. You know, <laughs> it was kind of a, a buzz around the city. Mm -hmm. So, man, we're, we're all super proud of you. Thank you, man. Proud of all you're doing and keep work, keep up the hard work, Thank man. you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, he's the best. Desmond Bain joining oh, us here. He's a pretty good rebounder to be only six foot four. Yeah, he's very athletic. Nice move from Desmond Bain going hard to the basket there. Got an eight on the shot clock. Desmond Bain thought about it. Over Oduro, draw contact. It's a bucket to go with a foul here on the Three on the shot clock for the Frogs. A deep three from the logo Ooh. for Bain. It's a rebound for Samuel. Samuel had six rebounds Ooh. in the first half. And how about Bain? And the bat, up and under. He really worked himself into becoming the player that he is. Backdoor cut in the feet, and Payne wow. rips it away. It gives out a shout, pushing it up. And TCU, what a flurry. TCU, six of their last eight shots have fallen. Payne feeling it. Desmond, Payne, stop it. Touches another, otherwise, are incredibly important for this TCU ball club. Yeah, he had two early fouls. He's been playing with three for a while. Bain and one. Rolling on here on Frogs today. Great time there with Desmond Bain. Good to have him back in Fort Worth. Right now we turn our attention to what's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. Well, really just a couple of days now. Cam Fenton from the Frog Clubs with us. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, Brian. Good How are you? you? Thanks How are you for popping out here. I, I had some questions and I called Cam up and I said, Cam, what's happening August 10th? He said, oh, I got the deets for you. So, all right, let's dive right into this because right. you guys are trying to emphasize that east side club the the legends club which is just beautiful yeah right? absolutely yeah. so what's happening coming up here in a couple of days yeah so obviously you got got a chance to help us open that place up back yes. when uh, we had to do the virtual uh ribbon cutting right back a couple years ago but uh what we've got going on august 10th we've got our legends club open house uh, so this is the second uh year that we're doing this right. last year uh we got a chance to um open that place up showcase um you know, two frog fans and supporters, you know, frog, uh, Fort Worth business owners, families, and everyone who wanted to be a part of uh, experiencing a premium 
uh, premium seating experience at TCU um, at the at the Carter. And, so. and there's so many options in there too. You had loge boxes, you had suites, you yeah. got club seating, yeah. you got you got a terrific venue where everybody kind of gathers in there. It's really something for everyone, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Yeah, we've got um, a large assortment of opportunities for mm -hmm. you know anybody who's wanted to you know just spend time with family, um, enjoy the time with friends, or you know. You know, network uh, within that space. So, uh, what we've got, we've got our uh, phenomenal uh, cuisine. Yes. Uh, with uh, a AGC table, yep. uh, they they do a phenomenal job of uh, holding out, you know, pulling out all the stops yep. for the food that we have up there. We got the bars up there, uh, so nice cold beverages. Oh yeah. Uh, cool air conditioning, and over what we have is uh, right above the seats are our huge fans. Yes. You know, we keep those keep that place cool and try to have some good shading on that side as well. So it's a full experience, uh, great views of the field. Obviously, we've got a great product out there with the new era with uh, Sonny and his staff. So I'm definitely looking forward to it and ready to get that place filled up. I, I think until people saw it, when it finally came online, they were like, oh, I don't know about the shade. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's shaded. It and is. it's cool, as you said. And it's a great atmosphere. It's a fun place for folks to uh, to get together. If I can't make it on the 10th, though, you got me covered? Oh, we do. I oh, got me covered. Yeah, so for those who aren't able to come in person, uh, we've got a lot of people, whether it's parents from California yeah. or you know wherever they are, you know, all across the country. Um, we've actually got the opportunity to FaceTime in. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so you can RSVP, go to tcfrogclub.com/events. Yeah. Um, you can go in there, register for the open house, and let us know that you won't be able to be there, but you'd like to schedule a time to FaceTime in with one of our, one of our reps. And uh, we'll schedule that time to be able to get them all taken care of. I love that. Everybody's talking about football right now, but we got soccer underway. By the way, one of the best soccer programs yep. in the country. And there's a special way where folks can support them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've got, for soccer, we've got the Corner Kick Club. Uh, they actually had a phenomenal kickoff party to their season. Yes, they did. Um, this past weekend. And so that was a great event. Uh, really got the energy go back going for, you know, obviously the two-time Big 12 championship program. That's right. right. So, uh Looking forward to a great year for them. So definitely can support them through the Corner Kick Club. And then, then of course, we got the Investor Society, which is taking place, which I think continues to grow. And yeah. they've got a big event coming up as well. They do. They, they yeah. do. Yeah. So uh, the, with the Investor Society, they've got uh, right now, thank you to the 25 plus families who have contributed uh, to join on with the Investor Society. And so we've got some great programming coming up this coming year. Yeah. And uh, more to come there. We've got some, uh, you know, stay tuned for more information for what we have coming up. There's a word that I've heard in relation to the Investor Society that I had not heard in a while. Yeah. Soiree. Soiree. What is it? Soiree. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to a Soiree in a while. I'm looking forward to that. Cam, yeah. thanks for coming by. Oh, absolutely. Always, it's always, always a pleasure. Appreciate all you do. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, keep up the good work. Okay? Thank, thank you. I Man appreciate it. Man works tirelessly over at TCU at the Frog Club. A lot more still to come here on Frogs to get today, including our roundtable of experts. We'll get to that as Frogs Today continues. Say hello to the water of tomorrow, Richard's Rainwater. Richard's Rainwater is 100% rain, refreshing, renewable, and the only ingredient we use in our water. Why rain? Because everyone deserves access to clean water, and rain is a 100% renewable resource available everywhere. Drink the rain. Save the planet. Shop now at richardsrainwater.com. Frogs Today continues now for the Flying Tea Club Studios. It's our roundtable of experts. Always a pleasure to have Melissa Tribewasser joining us via the Zoom here today. Coach David Bowden, our X's and O's expert, is alongside as well. Melissa's got a new haircut. Bowden's got a new hat. It's a big day here for the uh, 
for the roundtable. It's a big week as well for the Horned Frogs as they uh, start off the uh, football season, obviously. Practice number one was on Tuesday. Melissa, I'm going to start with you. We talked earlier in the week about the carryover from spring to the fall here. It was as if this team sort of picked it up in midseason. I'm not necessarily talking about what's happening on the field, but from an emotional standpoint, it feels like this group's kind of all together here early on, doesn't it? Well, we've heard so many things come out from players, from coaches about just what a tight knit unit this is and just what great energy that they are playing with, what great energy they have in the locker room. And you could tell on day one, um, even the national guys were just saying the tempo, like this is going to be a team that plays fast this year and you can't build tempo without great chemistry. So it's obvious that chemistry both on and off the field has been developed throughout the spring. And, and like you said, it's picking up right where they left off in the fall. That is a priority, it feels like, David, of this staff, and that is team chemistry. In fact, the one thing that Coach Dyke said in his opening press conference was, I don't feel like I had enough time to get to know the guys as guys. Um, but maybe that's in his mind because it sure seems like they're all on the same page. Sure, yeah. I think, uh, you know, on the field they are, right? And, be, you know, those 10 assistants now in the summer with the rule change a couple years ago can get around them and actually do football, uh, where in the past it was strictly strength and conditioning. Well, well, now they, they can do some football, and I think that really it's shown here in this first week of camp. Um, so that that's a big deal. But I think for, for Sonny himself, as a new head coach taking over, it's just time to – it's just hard to get that quality time. You know, where you're just not talking about football and just kicking back with those guys. And I think that's the part he's alluding to. But certainly the stuff on the field, you know, they really hit the ground running. Yeah, they sure did after uh, those first couple of practices earlier in the week. You know, Melissa, the other thing that kind of stood out was the battle at quarterback. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Sonny made the comment, and David, you and I kind of smiled when he said it, that, no, it's wide open. It could be anybody in that room. Let's face it, it's a two-man race, Melissa. I mean, it, it, this is Chandler or this is Max, right? Well, I think so. And I guess that Max won the rock, paper, scissors battle to take the first snap today. So good for him. He's starting off with a win. Um, but yeah, I mean, while, while I think that obviously Max is the most experienced, he's kind of the known quantity. Um, it's a new offense. And so everybody to some degree is starting on the same playing field. So we know a lot of what Max strengths and weaknesses are. We're learning a little bit what Chandler's. I would say I don't expect Sam Jackson to be the starting quarterback. But don't write him off quite yet. He's got an incredible skill set, just what he can do athletically on the field. You've got to think that Sonny Dykes and his history of developing quarterbacks is looking at that young kid and thinking, I might have something special here. So maybe not this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see him on, on the field, you know, with a special package or an opportunity to, to get some early snaps too. Were you was she listening to our conversation? Yeah, that's, that's that, that, exactly that, right. We we, yeah. we had that same conversation on the field day one yeah. where we said, Hey, do they create some plays just for him? Yeah, he's he certainly – when he gets loose, and, and, and you notice this week, he gets loose, he's really dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, you can tell he's still not fully comfortable, uh, you know, running the show, so to speak, but that will come in time. But I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, putting some packages together to, to showcase – I mean, those elite athletes don't come – you know, don't grow on trees. So. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's the hardest thing to do? Is, is it harder to name a starter in a battle for two with two? Or is it harder to keep that second guy happy? Oh, I think it's harder to keep the second guy happy. I, I mean, you, you know, it, it's it, you see it all the time. That second guy is, is, you know, super talented, ends up somewhere else. I think this is a little bit different, obviously, with, you know, Chandler being his second stop. Um, and, you know, both guys are coaches' sons, so they understand the process. I think that helps a lot. They carry themselves that way uh, on and off the field. They talk the talk, walk the walk. So I, I think this is sort of a special situation given the two, you know, involved. But it's still always hard to keep that second guy happy. 
Melissa, I tell you, it's hard for me to figure out where I'm most excited. Uh, obviously, I'm excited about Sonny Dykes' offense and Garrett Riley calling the plays. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm anxious to see what that looks like. I'm really excited about Joe Gillespie's defense, too, which is going to free up guys, you know, and, and kind of free their minds a little bit, less thinking, more more playing, if you will, uh, and they're going to play fast. But I'm also excited about Mark Tomberdahl's special teams. I mean, just to see some of the things they went through this week already. But listen, I mean, I, it gets me fired up. Well, the, the thing I've always loved about TCU, and then this goes back to the Gary Patterson days and even beyond, is because they have operated almost like a small school that they find these kind of gadgety guys, these five eight, five nine, four three guys that maybe you don't know quite where they fit, but you find a way to get them on the field. And where we've seen that really pay off for TCU is on special teams. And so when you have Mark Tomerdahl, who is such an experienced, such a veteran of working that unit, and you have these really dynamic special athletes, I mean, I think we forget about Darius Davis because of how many other guys like Darius Davis there are on, on the field. And when you look at what's happened in strength and conditioning and thinking about those guys getting bigger and stronger and being able to, to stay on the field more, I think that the return game could be a secret weapon for TCU this year for sure. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned those kind of players because it kind of harkens back to what Max Duggan said earlier in the week when someone asked, hey, who are you excited to see? And he said, Gunnar Henderson. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 that was the guy that he wanted right. to see the most. I know you have great respect for, for both Gillespie and Tom at all, what mo- what are you most excited about? Well, I, I think you know one of the things with Tom at all is he's worked with. This is his eighth year now with uh, Total, you know, yeah. at different stops with Coach, with Coach Dykes. And so um, one of the things he pointed out, and we we visited this week on on dissecting the frogs with Coach Tom at all. And, and people forget this, but Sonny's first job at Kentucky actually was as a special teams coordinator. Yeah. And anytime you have a head coach that puts an emphasis and values special teams, you can really create an edge, you know, in, in that. So I. I I think in all three phases, uh, what you saw t- uh, this week is, is speed and, and tempo and a sense of urgency, uh, just across the board. I mean, from going from drill to drill to a- every rep in practice. All right, Melissa, final thought here. Uh, one weekend, any big question marks for you right now? Anything you're a little concerned about? Well, I mean, I think the offensive line is is the one area that we haven't really talked about that, that has been not necessarily a strength for TCU over the last few years. All of the offensive linemen are saying, hey, this is a special group of guys. This is a unit that, that can step up and be one of the great ones in the conference. If they can develop and they can come together, I mean, it all starts there, right? It all starts in the trenches. I know Bogan feels that way. So if they can keep their quarterback, whoever it is, upright, if they can create space for the running game, the offensive players are there. The skill position players are there. We just need to give them time to go to work. Speaking of good coaching, I know you love how this offensive line is being coached right now. You've talked about it. Yeah, it, it, Coach Ricker does an amazing job. He's, he's got quite a reputation. He obviously, you know, he brought Ali over from, from SMU, so there's some familiarity there. I think that really helps the entire group where you can say, you know, this is what he likes and doesn't like, um, but does a, does a really good job as a, as a teacher, a true teacher, um, and gets down in, in, in terms of technique. And, and so, yeah, th- these guys look like, you know, a formidable unit right now uh, just to start the week. All right. Melissa, thank you very much for hopping on with us. By the way, I'm going to predict right now that your new hairdo will look better, longer than his crispy white hat that he's wearing. I, I would hope so. Day? I would hope so. You give it a day or two. It'll be brown, have a little that ring Texas around heat it. on that practice field. Yeah, he's going to be yeah, grass uh-huh. day before you know it. I'm with you. I, you know, I have that little ring. 
you know, with your crown. Yeah, no doubt. A couple yeah. practices in, we're, it's toast. Exactly. She's Melissa Tribewasser. He's David Bowden. It's our roundtable of experts. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Frogs Today. Thanks for joining us here. What a week it was with Desmond Bain stopping by, the NBA star joining us here. Got a big week next week for you as well, including uh, the high amateur of the British Open, Filippo Celle is going to join us. He'll join us next week when Frogs Today continues. Until we see you then, have yourself a great week. Are you supposed to be here? Try pulling it harder. Let me in. Harder. Give me one second. Brian. Can you let me in? What's the door code? Five. Did that work? No? Try 21. Come on. Ryan, someone's here to see you. Frogs Today is brought to you by the Flying Tea Club, supporting TCU student athletes, and by Richard's Rainwater. Say hello to the water of tomorrow. Frogs Today is a production of Roxo Media House. Media House.